It's time for Love Talk with the Lovelies, Kathy, Carrie, and Marley. Hello, friends, and welcome to Love Talk. You have found the Love Ladies right here on 101.1 FM and 1120 AM, the Bridge Austin Central Texas Christian Talk. I am Coach Carrie Brinkater, and welcome. We're so glad that you have found us today. I am so excited about our program today, and I am in studio with my amazing and awesome co-hosts, Kathy Enderbrock and Marlene McMichael. Hey, Kathy, how are you today? Hey, Coach Carrie, it's great. Great to be with you this morning, and I love the special guests that we have. Oh, I'm so excited to share them with our listening audience. And uh, friends, I just, good morning to you, and thank you for joining us, or good evening to you if you're listening to us Sunday evening. We're so excited now that Love Talk is both Saturday morning at 10 a.m. as well as Sunday evening at 8 p.m. We would love to hear from you on Facebook or Instagram. Let us know, do you tend to listen in the morning? Do you tend to listen in the evening or are you grabbing us on your favorite podcast we'd love to love to hear how you're connecting with us well marlene i'm just looking at your gorgeous face your hair is perfect as always uh, your clothes i worked on it really hard today (laughs) how are you today marlene i am very well but i think kathy also needs to tell us about the um email site that we have that's right Oh, my goodness. Yes, friends, you can email us at letstalk at lovetalknetwork.com. If you just get on your phone when you are uh, taking a break and email us at letstalk at lovetalknetwork.com, we'd love to hear from you. You know, and we're, we're planning right now our fall uh, programs for Thanksgiving, for Christmas. And friends, you can let us know what topics you would like us to cover mm-hmm. uh, over this Thanksgiving and Christmas holiday, or if there's a special guest that you'd like us to have on, or just um, a scripture that you have really been um, struggling through, or a topic that you'd like to, to just have us discuss and maybe dig deeper into, just email us at let's talk at lovetalknetwork.com and we will build that into our series this fall. I love that. We love hearing from our listeners. That's for sure. Well, ladies, it's fall. Yep. (laughs) And Carrie will be happy to know I finally decorated my house. Yay. I got to come by your front porch. That's right. Oh, yay. It's gorgeous. I bet it is, Marlene. It always is. You have a beautiful home and uh, you are, you have an eye for the decor. So I will come by and get a few tips. Okay. For sure. That that sounds good. And maybe drink a cup of coffee. That sounds great. (laughs) Yeah. Marlene is like Jesus in that she makes all things beautiful. Oh, wow. How sweet. What a compliment. Well, I'm, I'm really excited, ladies, because this weekend I'm going to the Learning to Exhale That's right. symposium that one of our guests, Sophia Lewis, uh, is putting on. I don't even know what Learning to Exhale means, but I'm going. <laughs> and so I'm real excited about that. Well, uh, listening friends, I've heard more about that program than... Um, in the past few weeks, uh, if you did not hear our program with Sophia Lewis, please go back and um, download that podcast. You know, you can find that on Spotify or on Apple. Love Talk, all one word, is our podcast. Or you can go to our archives at Love Talk Network and, and download that. Sophia Lewis is a survivor of sex trafficking. And I tell you what... 
her story will give you chills. It'll bring tears to your eyes. Um, and she is victorious in Jesus. That is for sure. And she's putting on this amazing, um, it's I a guess symposium. It's a symposium mm-hmm. um, it's, learning to exhale. Right. Yeah. I think it's learning how to breathe in a, this mm-hmm. fraught, this world that we're in and also being able to make your priorities right and that sort of thing. And so mm-hmm. I really don't know. The, the interesting thing about this conference or symposium was that my brother talked to my daughter about it, and, and my daughter was also on that show. That she show, is. by the way, the name of it was um, uh, The Sound of Freedom. That's in right. the USA. That's right. And because they were, they're both in the human trafficking recovery business, mm-hmm. and uh, they wanted to say it's trafficking is a little different in the U.S. Mm-hmm. than what it was on the movie. And mm-hmm. so that's kind of what that show was about. But anyway, in this conversation my brother had with my daughter, I ended up with a birthday present of a of a registration fee. So I'm going to the conference. That and, is so exciting. And it'll be very, uh, I think it's going to be really fun. Awesome. Well, you know, awesome. I want to I want to share with you. I was at a retreat this last weekend, and uh, so I, I led this beautiful group of ten ladies. And uh, and one of the things that I love about these retreats is that it really encourages um, the ladies to be genuine and open and just drop pretension and just share one another's hearts and burdens. And one of these women, she was in her, I'd say, late 40s, early 50s. She had grown up in Las Vegas, um, her mother and her sisters in the casino and uh, pornography and uh, prostitution industry. And she was next and she knew that she didn't want to get involved. She didn't want that for her life, but she didn't know anything else. She didn't have any other idea about how to get out of it. And, you know, she said, for an example, when I had my first boyfriend, my mom told me to go down to the video rental place on the corner and to rent any video that we would like. And so we went down there and the guy knew that we were coming and he goes, oh, your mom has already prepaid these videos and here's all the videos that you can choose from. And they were all pornography videos. Mm. And she and her boyfriend said, we don't want that. We don't want that. And I will tell you, Had it not been for Sophia's program, I would not have known how to really um, engage with that gal at this at this retreat. And so I just felt like uh, the Sophia kind of saved me and Mm -hmm. that the Lord will use that program to prepare me um, for for that retreat and for that particular gal. And I mean, her story is amazing. She's a mom of two beautiful girls and a, and a beautiful son and wonderful husband and uh, just such a, a story of redemption. And it's wonderful to see what God does in our ordinary lives when we just turn to him and ask for help. Wow. Wow. That That is, I mean, God has orchestrated so many things through this program, and I'm so very grateful. And uh, there's a new movie out now. Speaking of Sound of Freedom, there's another new movie out called The Blind. It's the story of the Ducks Dynasty, Robertson family, Phil Robertson in particular, and his story of, um, I mean, it's just kind of a hard, messy truth. And even Phil himself says it's pretty embarrassing to tell this story about, how he came from alcoholism and um, 
just turned his life around through the saving grace of Jesus Christ. And he said, it's a story of hell on earth to peace of mind. And there's nothing better than a life change that only Jesus gives. It's a story of redemption, of hope, of healing, of inspiration, and renewal. And our special guests today um, have also started a ministry that is a story of hope and inspiration and renewal for so many people. Um, I want to go ahead and introduce our special guest, Brian and Cheryl Scott. Uh, they were both born and raised in Houston, Texas. They met at church, which I think is so precious. So when Cheryl was 13 and Brian was 15, and it was and as God orchestrated their story, they were married shortly after Cheryl turned 20. They have two beautiful daughters, and they just celebrated their 45th wedding anniversary. Um, Brian and Cheryl moved to Colorado, where they lived for eight years, before moving to Georgetown, Texas, right here in our very own Central Texas in 2001. Cheryl left her professional career to raise her beautiful daughters, and after holding a couple of executive positions, Brian continues to work full-time while he and Cheryl are actively involved in college ministry right in Georgetown. Today, they lead a ministry that attracts around 700 college students, faculty, staff, coaches every single Monday to a tiny little event, not really, to a big event in Georgetown known as Chunch, Church Lunch. Welcome, Brian and Cheryl Scott. Welcome to Love Talk. Awesome to be here. Well, thank you. It's a great honor to be here, and we really appreciate the opportunity. Absolutely. All right, Cheryl, I'm going to start with you. Um, you know, I know that you and Brian met at church when you were just a mere 13 years old. Just a youngster. Just a youngster <laughs> looking across the aisle, and uh, you saw Brian. Um, See, so obviously grew up in church, but when did you begin to really know that Jesus loves you? Well, you know, I was saved at a young age, Mm -hmm. so it was easy to believe. You know, I sang the song, you know, Jesus Mm -hmm. loves me. Mm -hmm. It was easy to believe um, and truly feel that. But by about middle school, things, you know, girls get nasty. Mm -hmm. And and, um, I was pretty much convinced that I was unlovable, didn't really fit in anywhere. Mm -hmm. Uh, Not this group, that group. I can't come here, whatever. And unfortunately, that was even at church. Mm-hmm. Um, but I still had Brian. No. Um, but in ninth grade, I met. I was in a private school, and uh, I met a girl who was also on the fringe, totally different background than me. But um, she just really poured into me. She was an upperclassman, and uh, she poured into me, and, and she said, you know, she just really hit home that it's not about what I do, what my achievements are, what I have. It's about who I am. Mm. I'm a daughter of the king. Mm. And um, through her ministering to me, I could feel, I I could believe that Jesus really did love me. Mm. You know, I I believed it about everybody else, but not me. And so throughout my life, I, I have struggled with depression a lot. And God is always so gracious um, in those times when you're at your lowest to just, he reaches down 
and he picks you up, mm-hmm. dusts me off, and he reminds you, you are mine. Mm-hmm. I have a purpose for you. Mm-hmm. But it wasn't until I was 53 that I realized I had a specific purpose that he had given to me other than being Brian's wife and mm-hmm. mother to our children, um, and that was church lunch. Good old church lunch. Yes. And that's exactly what you're doing with a lot of these kids at Southwestern, Cheryl, is you're just reaching down, loving them, you know, um, right where they are, just exactly how you just described how you feel um, Jesus does for you when you are really struggling. So I love that you're now pouring that into these college kids. Well, Brian, what about you? When did you first begin to really feel that Jesus loved you? Man, you know, I, I was raised in church. I, I think I was raised in a, uh, born in a crib, actually. And, uh, you know, and so, I, you know, growing up, I was kind of a, raised up to be a leader in the youth group. And so I came to Christ when I was 18, thought I was when I was 12, um, and took some part-time positions leading youth and that kind of thing. And anyway, we got married, leading a young, young married group. Um, so, you know, I felt God's love through that. But it was when I... Um, I drifted away and started doing some things I shouldn't be doing, you know, and started kind of leading this dual life for a while. Mm-hmm. And then he took me through a period of what I call the desert for six months of just where I saw black and white. I didn't even see color. And he was mm-hmm. refining me and bringing me out of that. And when I woke up that one day and I could see color and I could hear the birds again, you know, and I could just feel his pe- That's when I knew that he loved me wow. and that he disciplines his children and he calls us back if we stray. And so that was really the time when... Everything I knew in my head made sense to me. You know, I knew why Jesus had to do a blood sacrifice. I knew what it meant when he said, when he sets you free, you are free indeed. Um, And that's the moment when I really knew that he loved me. Wow. Wow, that's that's a whole nother program in and of itself, Brian Scott. Yes, it is. Holy cow. So the things that you knew in your head reached your heart, and you've never looked back. Right. Wow. And I've always said, you know, since then that, you know, we have to guard our hearts. Scripture teaches us that. Um, But it's a blessing to be born in a a church, in a Christian home, Mm -hmm. and raised in church. But it can also be a curse if you're not careful because mm-hmm. you can fill your head with the knowledge sure. and never make it to the heart. Oh, yeah. And that's mm-hmm. Jesus made it clear. It's all a condition of the heart. So absolutely. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Well, friends, before we get a break, I want to read a verse from Psalm, Psalm 34, 8. This has been the guiding light for church lunch, uh, which we're just going to call Junch, um, for Brian and Cheryl. And you're going to get to hear how um, they came up with this idea and how they put it into action 10 years ago on a little campus in Georgetown. Texas called Southwestern University and what they're doing to serve kids. Psalm 34, 8. Taste and see that the Lord is good. Blessed is the man who takes refuge in him. Friends, when we return to Love Talk, we'll have more with Brian and Cheryl Scott and Church Lunch right after this. George Christensen and his family at Casa Mechanical Services are longtime friends and sponsors for Love Talk, Love Walk. 
These CASA friends are professionals with more than 40 years' experience in providing heating, air conditioning, plumbing, and electrical services in the Austin area. If your heating isn't heating, your cooling isn't cooling, or your drains aren't draining, well, then you need to call our friends at CASA at 334-7300. They provide sales and service on all major brands from professionals you can trust. So big jobs or little jobs, it doesn't matter. Call CASA at 334-7300. Are you looking for a new church home? Or maybe you're new to the area. Either way, we here at First Baptist Church Pflugerville would love to welcome you to visit with us this Sunday at 11 a.m. for our worship service. We have a myriad of different grow groups at 9.30 a.m. And if you need more information, just click the big orange New Here button on our website, fbcpville.org. We hope to connect with you in the near future, and we hope that when you do visit with us, you'll feel like family here. Tim Smith Landscaping. Wow, these guys know what they're doing. Tim Smith has been taking care of landscaping since he was knee-high to a yucca, and they can come to your house and turn a yucky-looking yard into a show place. Take a drab, boring commercial or residential piece of property and turn it into a place that you'll be proud to call home or proud to call your business. There's simply no better choice for landscaping than Tim Smith. 512-848-0659 or 512-2580. Or www.timsmithlandscaping.com. And hello, friends, and welcome back to Love Talk here on 101.1 and 1120 AM, The Bridge, Austin, Central Texas Christian Talk. I'm Kathy Endebrock in studio with the wonderful Coach Carrie Brinkader and the the marvelous Marlene McMichael. And we are so pleased to bring you special guests Brian and Cheryl Scott with Church Lunch, or what we call Chunch, uh, put on by a small church in Georgetown, Texas, that now serves over 700 college students and we are so excited to hear from you Brian and Cheryl about the how God kind of formed this idea and what you kind of expected it would be and what he's actually turned it into you know Brian I remember you calling me was it the summer of 13 or was it the or was it after school started it was the summer of 13 the okay. year before we actually started it i think so summer of 13 you called and um you're like, hey, Carrie, what do you think about this? And I don't even remember how we had a connection, but we know a lot of the same people. And, of course, you've been on campus a lot and come to games. And um, and so you said, what do you think about if we just offer free lunch to kids at Crestview Baptist Church? You think people would come? <laughs> I was just blown away by this. So how did this all begin, Brian? So our youngest daughter went to UMHB. She started in 2009, and there's a Methodist church there that serves a lunch. Um, they call it the meth house. So she came home one day and, and she, was ta- she, she, she was talking to me and Cheryl and she said, well, yes, yeah, she went to the meth house for lunch today. And we're like, what? What, what, what are you talking about? So anyway, she explained that, you know, that this church served lunch and I think they charged a small fee and it was basically you go through a line, get your food. So it's like a cafeteria, right? You go through a line, sit down, eat, and then, then go back to school. And, uh, so she came home and she said, mom, cause we just started our college ministry. Then we'd been doing some adult Bible studies and things. But anyway, so she said, Mom, you really need to do this, try this lunch thing for Southwest. She said, yeah, whatever, you know. So 2012, uh, we took on our college ministry, quote, unquote, for Crestview. And at that time, 
no one, if you were a church, a Christian church, you weren't invited on Southwestern's campus. Right. I mean, it doesn't matter anything, right? We, we asked if we could put a little flyer in their welcome bag they give to freshmen or what they call first years. Um, and they said no, because we're a church. Um, and so we got to talking and Cheryl said, maybe we should try this lunch thing. So we pitched it and well, what are you going to, teach what are you going to preach what are you going to what lesson are you going to give and no we just want to build community right and uh, and her vision and, and really it's Cheryl's vision God gave her this vision of not just serving lunch but building a community around this concept of bringing them to a table um, that they may have never been invited to just as they are mm-hmm. and so that's how it all began you get emotional when you I talk do. about I this. Do, I, do. I know. I can't talk about it either without getting emotional. You know, I, I can't tell y'all it, it, countless times at Southwestern, you know, I would hear from pastors, uh, youth pastors, Christian ministries, even the Gideons, right? Mm-hmm. Just wanted to come on campus and hand out Bibles, right? right. No preaching, just give away right. a Bible. And they couldn't get onto campus. And um, I, I finally found a way around it. I just put on my a little placard outside my office that I was the FCA um, <laughs> advisor. And so people would go, oh, okay, all right, there, there's somebody I can right. go and talk to if they if they needed something. Um, but you and your crew not only began to cook for Southwestern athletes and coaches and students and faculty and staff, but tell us about, Cheryl, tell us about the first week. Okay, you guys have started. It's 2013. 2014. Okay, 2014. We tried for two years to get it going. The church finally came to us and said, hey, in July of 2014, middle of July, they came and said, you want to really try this lunch thing? You know, well, let's try it for about a semester and see how it goes. And school started three weeks later. So. So, and Cheryl, obviously your daughter was like, mom can cook, man. She can do this. So you guys started in August, September of 20, August of 2014. And what happened? Well, I mean, it was hard for me to believe with my background that God would call me to something like that. And so did everybody else around. It's like, yeah, if he was going to call anybody, it would not be you. (laughs) Um, Which is right. I mean, he always does that. He he makes, gives us surprises all the time. Right. But I mean, I I really have no background in food except the way his mom taught me to cook. Right. So I I don't have any professional background at all. Um, But I was so excited because in my heart, I knew that I knew that God called me to do this. Wow. And so he was sending out all the emails to the student organization leaders, and this is what we're going to do. And so I just knew we're going to have 100. We're going to have 100 people. And so I cooked his mom's chicken spaghetti, and I didn't know what I was doing, but we were doing it. And um, that day we had seven, and four of those seven were vegans, <laughs> Which that really proves that God has a sense of humor because I don't know how to cook without bacon or butter. <laughs> and in come four students from the environmental club, all vegans, and I was mortified. I mean, we had a wonderful salad bar, we had fruit, we had a baked potato bar, but everything else was, you know, meat, meat. and butter and animal products. Mm-hmm. And of course, I was flustered and I went over and said, I am so sorry. I prom and I told them I don't know how to cook without bacon and butter, but I promise you, if you will give me another chance next week, I will have something just for you, because 
I didn't know vegans. That meant like desserts and everything, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> that was just so funny. Um, <laughs> and I think we had what, like 30 volunteers and we had seven yeah, students. 20 volunteers. And what there. did you do with all that extra food? Well, they went to a lot of different ministries at the church. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, they were having a visitation yes. and we had some homebound people at church, you know, so we did that. And then the next week rolls around, and I had a, I had Googled, and I had a vegan dessert, and I had a vegan dish, and those same students came back. And the minute I saw them walk in, I was so excited, and I ran to the kitchen, and I said, I made this for you. I can't promise that it's that good, but I made it for you, <laughs> and just bear with me. And if you have recipes that you like, just give them to me, and I'll try. Um, that day, we had 14. I still prepared for a hundred. Good for you. Yeah, we still have leftovers. Um, anything. And then, as the weeks went on, you kept doubling every week from seven to fourteen to thirty no, to, to twenty-five. So, so there's oh, a, to twenty-five. There's a story of twenty-five. Okay, tell me the story of twenty-five, so, Brian. I'll, I'll preface it. This is your old story, but um, as I said, you know, the church finally came and said, all right, if you guys want to try this, right, it's kind of like it was an experiment. Because sure. it, it was a new concept. Yeah. You know, I mean, Baptists are all about counting people and having them in the church and all these things, right? And and this was a total new concept. No cost, no obligation, no message. We're just going to love them, let them know that we truly love them as they are. We built it on three pillars. Accept them where they are. Love them unconditionally and serve them well with a home-cooked meal. So that was the three pillars. Mm. And all the volunteers had to buy in. And if they didn't, they, they were asked to go to a different ministry. And so yeah. I upset, upset a lot of people, but that's okay. <laughs> uh, so anyway, so so that was a preface. So t- to us, it was like, okay, we got this experiment, right? Let's make it work because mm-hmm. we want to build this thing. So, Cheryl, go ahead. So, like I said, our first week was seven. <clears throat> our second week was 14. So on the Sunday night before our third lunch associate pastor got up to preach and he said well i'll just update you on our southwestern ministry uh first week we had seven next 14 so i guess tomorrow we'll have 21 and exactly in that moment god told me 25 which that was strange to me it's like oh my gosh god just god just told me that so i punched brian and I said, <laughs> literally punched me <laughs> and i said 25 he goes what I said, Jordan said we're going to have 21. God told me we're going to have 25. Well, by the next morning, I was I was so excited. And I was telling everybody. And it was a big joke. And I know that, that all the volunteers that were there, they weren't trying to be mean. But again, if God was going to talk to anybody, it would not be me. It, I, <laughs> it, it, was, it was laughable, right? And we served from 11 to 2. And at a quarter to two, we had served 24 people. And the the joking began. Cheryl, I thought God told you 25. 25. We only served 24. And I was crushed. Mm-hmm. And, and, and in my mind, I'm like, I, I knew. I just knew God told me 25. And I kind of teared up. And one of the precious ladies, Judy, she came and she said, Cheryl, we still have 15 minutes. Uh. And... I said, Judy, if number 25 walks in that door, I will fall straight out on the floor. (laughs) And so all the workers started getting food, sitting down to eat. And at five minutes until two, I got a tap on the shoulder and was told to get on the floor. And I turned around and in through the door leading from our office runs this kid. And he said, am I too late? Am I too late? And... 
so I got down on the floor and everybody mm. was looking. Um, and in Hot that Kleenex girls, I know, <laughs> I know. Um, and in that moment, God told me, "Do you trust me?" Mm. And it was just such an impactful and pivotal moment for me in my walk. And I think that was the moment. Because God didn't have to do that. But that was the moment at 55 years old where I just, his love was all over me, right? And everyone was silent. I mean, all the workers that had been joking and teasing. And I guess for me... You know, we tend to put God in a box, sure. right? Like, oh, you believe all the Bible stories. Oh, yeah, we believe he did that. And he did this. And but this is now. He doesn't do that anymore. Mm-hmm. And I thought, how sad, even though I am like a hot mess 24-7, <laughs> how sad that as Christians um, we still do that and we doubt. I mean, he can make a donkey talk. So why, you know, why couldn't he have talked to me? Mm-hmm. And so I just think that was really a pivotal moment for all of us because God showed up that day and he showed up in an incredible way. And, and that's when he confirmed it's not an experiment. I've got this. Yeah. This is my ministry. Just keep on going. I think something else that I'm really touched by in that story, Cheryl, is you didn't keep that to yourself. You know, I think sometimes when we hear God's voice, it scares us. Right. Or if we think God's working, I don't want to tell anyone like uh, I kind of I, I might have a tendency to keep that to myself and test. You didn't. <laughs> you were like 25 guys, 25, 25. It's going to yeah. be 25. Well, and, I am known as the crazy lady around church from the pulpit. It was a sermon preached and I'm the crazy lady. So I I was crazy, crazy enough. enough to believe God would do this and, right. and, and allow us to get on Southwestern's campus. Yeah, so. but describe, I mean, that has, has got to have changed your life forever. Absolutely. So that you listen for that voice. Yes. Yeah, absolutely. And that's exactly what God intended. Absolutely. Yeah. Amen. So here you are. I, I, I want to kind of break here, and I want to tell you guys, I, I can't not tell this story without getting emotional. So this is September, October, November, December of 2014, right? Not only were you guys serving Southwestern, and I was going to church lunch, and um, it got bigger. Mm-hmm. It got bigger real fast. Mm-hmm. After 25, what was your next week? We had 40-something, I don't remember the exact numbers, but by Thanksgiving that year, we were right at 100. Yeah. And so, like, it was the thing, right? You just piled people in the car, and you just went over to church lunch. Um, That year, for me, I knew was most likely going to be my last year in college coaching. And I was really struggling. Um, I The pressure was on. We were supposed to win the conference championship. I mean, I was feeling it. And my team was kind of a hot mess. Um, I had a lot of personalities that I was managing. And um, they were difficult. It wasn't an easy road. I had some great kids, and then I had some hot messes. And, um, you know, isn't that all of us, though? But anyway, um, I just, I really... I had some chirpy voices in the stands that I just could not get out of my head. And I I remember just sobbing one night like, Lord, you've got to, I, I need something. I need a boost. I need something. I am struggling. Um, I just need to feel your presence. It's December 
There's hardly anyone in the stands because school's out. Here come you two with a passel of friends from your Sunday school class. You know where you sat? Right behind the bench. You were a positive voice for me, and you set me on a path where I could coach those girls in a way that I knew we could do it because I heard y'all behind me. And all you were there to do was just cheer and clap, you know. And um, it it really it was a time when God just said, okay, Carrie, I'm going to give you a little, little God wink. Here they are. Here's the peoples from church lunch, and they just want to love you, and they want to love your girls. So thank you. Um, thank you for that. It, it, it meant so much to me. Um, and that – I bet there are hundreds of stories just like that from people who have gone to church lunch who you guys have just loved. You've just loved. And um, I I just want to thank you guys for that because the Lord really is doing amazing things. So, all right, not only do you guys serve church lunch, but so many, so many um other ministries have grown out of this. You're you're making goodie bags for teams. You're cooking for teams when they have special events. You guys are. This is a full time job. It is. <laughs> it, is. <laughs> it is. Tell us what other ministries have come out of this. So um, so we do. So so we started a summer. So at summer, some of the students that stay back, we have them over to our house. <laughs> Once or twice a month for a dinner, just to keep the relationships going. We call it um, summer chunch. We call it summer. summer ch- we call it summer chunch. <laughs> um, we do little travel bags, so we'll meet the athletic teams when they're going on a road trip. At times, not every time, but when they're getting on the bus, and kind of encourage them and hand them the bags, and you know that encourages them. We're very involved in FCA, so we've come alongside Anna, who's if you know Anna Castillo at Southwestern, she's she's a she's a rock. She's been on our program, and she's and, yeah, uh, she's amazing. One she's of my amazing. Best friends. I and, love her. Uh, uh-huh. So she's doing it all by herself has a very limited budget, so so she'll have to come alongside her. So we're very involved in that. Um, you know, we're asking to – we did Bible studies on campus with the softball team. I mean, we've been invited into things that – you know, re- remember my story about 2012 when you weren't invited on campus if you were a church. And today, Cheryl and I can just about go anywhere. You know, we were actually awarded – and I forget the exact year, 2016 or 17. There's this award that Southwestern gives out. It's called the Martha Diaz Hurtado Award. Yes, and it's given that. to individual, business, or organization that's made the biggest impact on student life. And, and Crestview was awarded that award that year, which was – now I'm getting emotional. But, uh, <laughs> but, but it's shocking. It was shocking. I right. Mean, that, that's so. Cheryl had the moment of twenty-five, right? Yeah. Then the church had this moment of this award that was unbelievable. Just mm-hmm. four years after, we weren't even allowed on campus to put a fire in a bag. That we were honored with this award. Mm-hmm. Uh, Cheryl and I serve on this hometown college committee now that Southwestern has. That's a lot of the different business leaders around that come together once or twice a, a quarter or semester to to meet and talk about the community and how we can help each other out. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it's just amazing. Um, uh, amazing uh, what God's done. So, you know, so, our our verse. I'm sorry. Our verse was, you know, and it still is, you know, Psalm 34:8. But what I'm seeing played out visually and physically, and in real life, is Ephesians 3:20 20 and 21. That God is able to do far more exceedingly than we could ever hope or imagine, according to the power that's working in us. 
and to him be all praise and glory and honor forever. Right. So that's that's paraphrasing. But 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 I'm seeing that verse every day and what he's doing with this ministry. Mm. So for the for the young people that come. Why do you think that's so, a lunch, a free lunch, why do you think that's so engaging to them and so transformative? Because, like, I'm I'm preaching to our church, it's more than just lunch. Uh, you know, the lunch is the vehicle to get them there. Well, we've kept with the volunteers, and it's very, very intentional how we approach these students. Um, you know, it's not in-your-face gospel sharing. It's building relationships that lead to these conversations. And I, I put the, together these cards. So the last lunch of every year, uh, I ask them, what's your favorite meal? You know, when I serve them, they don't like, what's your least favorite? You know, what are we doing right? What are we doing wrong? What can we improve on them? Just the comment section. And out of 700 students on average, I get about 250 to 300 responses, which is amazing. And out of those 250 to 300 responses, 95% of them do not mention the food. They mention the community, the love, the hug, the prayer that they received when they were there. Somebody sharing the gospel with them, right? And then occasionally they'll talk about the food. So it's really this idea of come to a place, you know, Cheryl's got a saying, what is it? I want everybody to leave feeling like they were someone's favorite. Ugh. Right? Because yeah, there's there's students that. there that have never felt that. Ever. And, and they walk into a place, no matter who they are, what color they are. How they're dressed. How they're dressed. You know, what their sexual orientation is. Any of that. We love them unconditionally. We accept them where they are. And, you know, and it's all about... You know, sharing the love of Jesus and, and, and sharing the gospel with them over time. But we but we earn that through these relationships. Well, and my and guess is they come to you for those questions and then yeah. that opens the door. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Well, and and to me, a, a God wink moment for me, a lot of times on Mondays in all the hustle and bustle, because there, there's a lot of work starting at 530 in the morning. Mm hmm to pull this off and be ready by 11, you know, and just keeping up with everything. But I try to cycle through, you know, the fellowship hall where they're coming in and being served into the gym where they're sitting and eating and just staring at the mountains of desserts. Um, <laughs> and I'll just try and hit all the different tables. How you doing? Can I help you with anything? Can I take that? Whatever. And there are so many times that I walk up and as I'm coming up, I hear a student say, I don't know why they do this. I don't even believe in God. And it's like, that is so, that's music to my ears mm -hmm. because they see something different mm -hmm. in us, in that group of people, in that ministry. We're not beating them over the head with a 50-pound Bible, you know. Um, and then I'll say, well, let me tell you why we do this, mm -hmm. right? Um, and some of them still have deer-in-the-headlights looks on their faces, but... Um, it's just amazing. And sometimes I just walk into that room and I just close my eyes and I hear the the little the roar of conversation and laughter and just mm -hmm. there's joy in there. And it is again, God doesn't have to do that for mm -hmm. me, but it is just such it's like he just washes over me with that and it makes all those long days that you're tired and exhausted, it makes it all so worth it. And when a student comes up to you, and their grandmother's sick or whatever, and they ask you to pray with them, mm -hmm. it's like, oh, my gosh, that's phenomenal, right? Mm -hmm. I mean, that's that's as good as it gets right there. So so mm -hmm. just quick stories. We've had students tell me personally they would go away, like, for Thanksgiving break. starts on, like, a Wednesday. They would hunt, go, they went home the weekend before because they'd have classes. They came back Sunday night. 
to go to Chunch Monday and then go back home. <laughs> now, they don't do that just for a free meal. I was going to say, yeah. if when I was in college, I would have never thought of going somewhere across town, even though it's a little little town, mm-hmm. so to speak, to go to lunch with a bunch of other people. Right. You know, it, it just wouldn't have entered my mind. And so th- there is a draw there that's supernatural. Mm-hmm. It's amazing. Yes. Well, it's kind of, you know, what's so neat about it is you've got all these volunteers, too, that are, you know, refilling iced tea glasses with just a smile, you know, and, oh, can I take your plate? And just they are the most precious. And I I want to ask you this. What kind of impact has this had on members in your church? You know, I mean, I know you guys had to make a whole budget line. You had to, people had to start giving to church lunch. This is a big, or I mean, y'all, this is 700 kids. I can't imagine what that budget line now looks like, which well, is something you guys didn't didn't have before. There's there's not a hotel in town that could feed 700 people. In three hours. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, really. Right. Right. Um, well, and I mean, I, I agree. I just, you know, we just fed 230 people for Aaliyah's wedding, and I know what the bill was for that. And it's, <laughs> I have to do that every single week. I, I would say that's impossible. It can't. I just, there's, we can't afford that. Well, but God, right? But God. Yeah. But yeah. God. But God. So, so the impact on the church, I think I think there's still some that see it as a soup kitchen just because sure. they don't understand, right? Uh, they think it's just lunch. So that's why I've got this campaign that it's not just lunch. That's my yeah. kind of tagline yeah. around church. It's not just lunch. Uh, but for those volunteers and those that have seen it and those that kind of understand the ministry, it's been life-changing for them. I mean, you can pull the volunteers that, that help on Mondays or whatever, and they'll tell you that, um, you know, it's given them purpose. It's given them a mission. They're like Cheryl. Some of them never felt like they fit in anywhere to serve before, and it's, it's given them opportunity. It's it's caused more unity because some of these people didn't even know each other before, right? right. And now they're working alongside each other. So it's this, it's this mission ministry within the church body where strangers virtually were coming together to get to know each other. And it's just, it's really cool to see those relationships built. Well, and after we do, after Brian and I'll do a certain event or whatever on campus, or we've traveled to watch volleyball or basketball or whatever, um, and we'll have these amazing things happen. And then we come back on, we see them on Sunday or Monday and we're sharing, oh my gosh, this happened and we met these parents or whatever. It just gives them that little spur of how God is moving and that they're a part of it, you know, and it's just our volunteers are so precious to me. Mm. Friends, God is moving in Georgetown, Texas. We'll have more from Brian and Cheryl Scott and Chunch Church Lunch right after this. Don't wait. Score the best deal on the home of your dreams at the three-time awarded Community of the Year Santa Rita Ranch. With top-rated amenities and school districts, our 20 available move-in ready homes priced from the 200s won't last long. See for yourself why 2,000-plus neighbors love life at the ranch. For more information, visit us at SantaRitaRanch.com. SantaRitaRanch.com. 
Are you recovering from an injury, need to regain your health, or simply want to improve your golf swing? HeartFlex can help. HeartFlex is an innovative exercise tool for all fitness levels. Made in the USA, HeartFlex has helped countless Texans improve their fitness by increasing strength, boosting circulation, maximizing flexibility and endurance, and speeding recovery from surgery. It's small, portable, and lightweight. HeartFlex can be used standing, sitting, or lying down. No springs or rubber bands to snap back and cause injury. At less than $40, shipping is free and has a 30-day money-back guarantee. Nothing can stop you from improving your health today. You can learn more and to order yours, visit HeartFlexUSA.com. That's HeartFlexUSA.com. Hi, friends. This is Kathy Enderbrock with Let's Pray Today Ministries. Are you struggling in your marriage with anxiety and depression? Have rebellious kids or, or just want to pray for your children? Maybe you simply don't know where to start in prayer. We specialize in creating the tools to help you learn how to pray and pray effectively in a variety of life issues. Get your free MP3 download today on the topic of your choice. Go to www.letspraytoday.com and click on shop for your free audio prayer download. Become a friend on Facebook and let us know what prayer topic you Hello, friends, and welcome back to Love Talk. I, as you can tell, I just have the biggest smile on my face today. I'm just so delighted to have Brian and Cheryl Scott here in studio, the masterminds behind um, Church Lunch or Chunch over in Georgetown, um, where they are serving the Southwestern community. And I, I, you may not know this, listening friends, but Southwestern is a small campus. Um, there's between... 1,250 and 1,300 students on campus. That's right. I said 1,250 to 1,300 students on campus. It is a very small campus. And they are serving on average 700 students on Mondays um, at Crestview Baptist Church for a church lunch. And that is over half the campus. And I just love it. Now, that's that's including, I mean, you guys are not just serving students, you're serving faculty and staff and coaches. And I mean, the president of the university comes over and administration. It's awesome what you guys are doing, what God is doing through you two. It's just amazing. It's just awesome. Well, and you started with seven students, so that's a hundredfold return. <laughs> yeah. <Yeah. No>. Yeah. <laughs> Doesn't God promise us that or yes. something? Yes. Um, that's got to have an impact. You know, that's more than half the campus student body. So what kind of impact have you seen, you know, not only in the students, but on the campus life and, and all of that? So we get videos occasionally from students that shoot these short videos of how that's impacted them and what they've seen on campus. But uh, just quickly, I'll share just from administrators, right, like high-level vice presidents of the university, even even to the president today, you know, she has said that, you know, it's just what we do is amazing and, and, the, and the enhancement of student life on campus. Um, but there's a vice president that I spoke to recently, and he said, you know, Brian, if I had to budget for the uh, – for the goodwill, for the community you build, for just this environment that you created with what you guys do. He said, I couldn't afford it. Mm-hmm. So, um, so thank you. Just thank you. And, you know, and, and he had to put it into words and he, you know, he, 
teared up a little bit, and he said, you know, just thank you. He said, it, just, it warms my heart just being around campus, hearing these students, not on Mondays, but just during the week, talk about Chunch or talk about the community or talk about Crestview or talk about you guys. Mm-hmm. And so it's really infiltrating um, everything we do. So just thank you. Mm-hmm. And, and that's kind of the highest praise I think we can get, you know, from Amen. them. And, and that mm-hmm. echoes through, you know, other other administrators as well. So. And I know you guys have been really free giving out your phone number. Yes. Mm-hmm. And so your phone rings sometimes. Yes. Mm-hmm. Tell us about some of those phone calls from kiddos. Well, I mean, we, you know, we tell them, you know, we're not just here to serve you lunch or give you, if you're an athlete, bring you a meal when, you, <laughs> when the cafeteria is closed. You know, we're here... We had two daughters, one away to college, so we understand what it's like to have a child away, right? So, you know, if you'll allow us, if you need a place to come scream, we've got upstairs. You can come <laughs> scream in our house. If you just need to do laundry, if you need to get away from everything, if you're struggling and you want to bounce something off of somebody that's not emotionally involved in, in the, in the uh, you know, situation, you know, whatever. If your tire's flat and you need somebody to come get you, you call me. And so we're very, can I do very. That? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. You know, and so, you know, we've got calls about going to take somebody need to ride the airport at 3 a.m. in the morning to catch a flight. And, you know, we've volunteered to do that. And we've got other volunteers drive people to the airport so i mean there some take advantage of it not all of them but uh, but no and and i tell them it's really true i mean that's our heart is, is to be there for those students and and just to love them mm. wow it i it, it's absolutely awesome and i know that uh recently you've had some kids just talk about life-changing experiences that they've had with jesus christ that they didn't even know the name of Jesus really before they started coming to Crestview. And even then, like they have no background in kind of church speak, as we call it, like saved and Jesus and what it means to become a believer. Like they, they don't even know what these things mean. But these kids know that something's happening in their lives that is very different than where they come from. Right. Yeah. So tell us tell us a, a story. So I'll give you two quick ones, if that's okay. okay. So yeah. one is a young man who came to us as a sophomore, probably the, or 2015, I'm guessing, is when he started coming. Uh, self-proclaimed atheist, you know, uh, engaged with one of the volunteers, perfect volunteer for him. Uh, very academic. He, you know, he believed in the Big Bang and evolution and, you know, wanted to kind of talk to somebody about that and why we believed in, in, uh, in intelligent design and creationism. And so they just started this conversation, and it wasn't a debate. It was just this back-and-forth conversation. And... Uh, so fast forward that till he was a senior and sitting at a table at lunch with six of his lost buddies. He prayed to receive Christ at that table. Wow. Wow. And went on mission when he graduated for a year. And now he's in Waco. I'm getting emotional again. I'm sorry. Um, but he's in the Waco area. He gets, And if you knew him. He didn't get up before 11 a.m. He gets up at 6 a.m. on Wednesdays and has coffee with the, with some guys. And on Thursday night, he co-leads a Bible study. And his first job there, as he was trying to get into the fire department uh, in Waco, was as a potter, making pottery. And so we we saw God mold him from his sophomore year into a senior year and shape him. And, you know, sometimes God changes people in an instant. And sometimes he, we saw Kyle, we saw God take him through this process. And he called me and said, I'm doing pottery. I said, do you know how, how ironic that is? <laughs> that you're, you're molding things and making them into what you want them to be. And God did it exactly. He goes, wow, that is so cool. Anyway, uh, And then there was another young lady that this was very recent. So this was uh, 
first lunch this this fall uh she came to me and she said uh man i gotta tell you something and 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 i just she was a wild child right I mean, she was she was a personality that you're just drawn to you know i'm just effervescent just outgo and just you were drawn to her but she was wild and uh our joke at the spring every time she left lunch i'd go now don't get thrown in jail this week don't make me bail you out you know and uh so she i got this big news and so i said what is it and she said uh i found god this summer and I said, that's cool. Tell me about that, because that could mean anything, right? You never know mm-hmm. what that means. And so she said, no, man. And so she shared some life experiences that happened kind of early in the summer that were difficult with, for her. And uh, and uh, she said, yeah. And I called this friend of mine and that I used to run with. I haven't talked about a year and a half, you know, and, and we did some things together. And he just sounded different. So I asked him, I said, man, what's wrong with you? He says, I, I just... I, I was, I've been saved. I, I, I came to Jesus, you know, in the last year. And she goes, what? And so he kind of explained to her. And so she hung up and she said, man, I just know what to think. You know, that this friend of mine that I knew who he was and everything we did. And now he's all different and everything. And it's like, you know, and so there was a time I didn't even believe there was a God, you know. And, and I've tried to pray sometimes about different things, but I, I didn't know what to say. And I knew God wasn't listening to me. And uh, she said, but then all of a sudden I was thinking about what he was saying. I just started crying uncontrollably. I, and I'm not a crier. And she said, I went my parents garage and i just sobbed for like two hours and and she said i finally got over that <laughs> you know and she said and uh and then i was driving in my car and, and i just felt something and i pulled over and started crying and crying and i remember some things that were said here and i was remembering what my my uh my friend was saying and 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 then i just prayed and for the first time i knew that god was listening to me and i prayed that he would just forgive me i'm gonna get emotional again <laughs> and uh and i felt the holy spirit now she she's not a church background she doesn't know any church speak the Holy, I just the Holy Spirit came in me, and, and it's like, you know, I'm just different. She said, I'm just different now, and she said, I just want to make it real, and I want to pursue it, and and I'm like, God, I'm so excited for you. She said, Really? You know, she's like surprised, and I said, I said, the angels in heaven are rejoicing. Really? I said, yes, the Bible says that. You know, and she says, and I don't want to do the things I used to do, and I really don't want to hang with the people I used to hang with. And I said, well, yes, I explained being born again, a new creation in Christ, and all these things, and she has no clue of it. She says, well, that explains it. Wow, that is so cool. You know? and, and so it's just one thing after another, and it's just, it was just awesome that, you know, and she's been to our Bible study. She said, yeah, I've never owned a Bible, and I bought a Bible over the summer, and I'm reading John. How would she know to start in John, right? But I'm, I'm reading John, and, and yeah, I said, well, we've got this Bible study that we do on Sundays now. We had 27 this past Sunday, Southwestern students at our Bible study. Only 24 hamburgers. We do, we do Sundays. <laughs> yeah. We was thinking about the hamburgers. I was thinking about where to fit them all. But but anyway, yeah, so she, she's coming to our Bible study, and, and, you know, we're trying to disciple her. But, but you know, that's two of hundreds of stories hundreds. over the years that God's just changed my life. I can imagine how many how many stories there are. 700 students on average every week and you guys are you have 10 years under your belt now. Um, Brian and Cheryl, I know that there are listeners today who are going to have questions for you, want to get a hold of you. How can they get a hold of you? Or if we have listeners who say, I want to be a part of that, I want to serve in that ministry, I want to donate to that ministry, how, how can they engage with you? Yeah, yeah. Uh, well, I mean, the easiest way is to text or call, right? So, I mean, I, I don't mind giving my number out. So my number is 512-864-4866. Um, we're on uh, Facebook. If you want to give us a message on Facebook, it's Monday Lunch, the number 4SU. Uh, and on uh, on Instagram, it's... Uh, Church lunch. Church, yeah, thank you. <laughs> it's church lunch, the number four SU, uh, and you can send us a direct message there. Right? Any of those methods, and we'd be glad to 
to share some information. Thank you, Cheryl, <laughs> for cooking, for loving, for having a vision. Yes. And being bold enough to act upon it. Yes, and being bold enough to say, guys, it's going to be 25. <laughs> <laughs> I want one quick question because I know we have to go out. What's your daughter say? Yeah. I told you, Mom. <laughs> <laughs> of course she did. Yes, yes. Of course. It's so oh. great for our kids to be able to say, I told you so, at yes, some point. The to reverse us, right? is so the fun. The reverse is so fun. Thank yeah. you, Brian I, and Cheryl Scott. You guys are absolutely amazing. And um, we, we just want to share that number one more time, uh, 512-864-4866. And you can find them on Instagram, Instagram at Church Lunch for SU and on Facebook at Monday Lunch for SU. You. Kathy? And friends, you know, I just think about servants, um, you know, Christian servants. Some of us say, well, I must do this out of a sense of obligation. Some of us say, oh, I ought to do this out of a sense of duty. But some say, I want to let me at it Mm -hmm. out of a sense of bringing glory to God and stepping into the privilege that he Mm -hmm. lays at our feet. And I'm just so grateful that your heart is a let me at it. I want to do this heart to serve these students. Friends, we've had such a great time with you. Thank you so much for joining us for Love Talk. You can learn more about us at lovetalknetwork.com. You can download our um, our podcast each week at Love Talk, all one word on your favorite podcast site, or email us at let's talk at lovetalknetwork.com. We love you. Thank you for joining us. I'm Kathy Enderbrock for Coach Carrie Brinkater and Marlene McMichael. Thank you for joining us, and we'll be with you again next week for Love Talk.